You listen to 247 Real Talk. This is your host, Julian Perry. It's a pleasure to be here with you. It is Wednesday, January 11th, just about four minutes after uh, 8 p.m., as my clock ahead of me says. And uh, another episode of this uh, podcast. I want to chat a bit more about our uh, politicians and uh, House of Representatives, Congress, because even though I was going to a new topic this week, they have left us with much to talk about. So sit back, relax, and I'll be right back. So once again, welcome to 247 Real Talk Podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm your host, Julian Perry. And uh, for those of you who uh, listened to my episode or watched my episode last week, um, I did mention that I've been battling uh, some sort of illness. Um, I felt like the flu, um, it's been about 16 days now. So I want to say that there is a possibility that at some point I may have had some one of the COVID variants again. I tested a few times in the beginning, but sometimes it takes a few days to show up, and then I tested up to today, and it's negative. But because I had the original COVID, you know, there's some things that seem very familiar about it, especially in the beginning with the fevers I had, and then I haven't had that in a while, but um, you can hear me clear my throat. <clears throat> and the cough and, and, uh, once in a while, some fevers. So it's been going on 16 days now. It gets a little better each day, but it's uh, still pretty rough. And I still don't feel the energy that I usually have. I'm a little weak, but you know, this too shall pass. So, um, it was my intention to move on to a new topic. Actually, before I start that, let me remind you that the podcast is now available as the usual audio podcast on your favorite podcast app. And you can also search YouTube for 247 Real Talk Podcast. And it's now available on YouTube as well. So getting back to what I was saying, after the last episode, we talked a bit about um, George Santos and we talked a bit about Kevin McCarthy fighting for the job as Speaker of the House. I figured this week that would, you know, there wouldn't be much material left. But here we go again. Or should I say, here we continue. So let's do the McCarthy thing first. Um, It took him, what, 15 votes to get the job. And the holdouts were 20 specific uh, conservative Republicans who apparently extremely dislike him, even though they seem to be also Trump loyalists. They, they, They really don't like him. And I don't know, you know, I see, I've heard people talk about selling your soul to the devil. I mean, what ex- to what extent do you like or want a job that you're willing to basically give up just about anything? I haven't heard or haven't read yet. I'm sure they're out there, all the concessions that he made. But one in particular sticks out to me. 
in the new House rules that uh, they have adopted, any one member of the Republican Party can call a vote, or I guess a no-confidence vote against him, the Speaker, to have him removed. Now, remember, I think as they said at one point during negotiation, he had gone down to five. But his agreement, he was so desperate to get this job that his agreement went down to one. Now, again, they were they are, they are, they were, and they are 20 Republican Congress people who don't particularly like him. 20 that were holding out. So the likelihood that somewhere along this, with this contentious Washington atmosphere that we have, there's going to be probably multiple times that no confidence votes are going to be brought, brought against him. Mind you, I think it takes, it still takes two thirds of the. I could be wrong, but I think it takes two-thirds vote to actually remove him. But that might not be that hard to get, depending on what the issue is, right? You know, and I listened to some of the things that he said. Um, he seemed eager to get to work to, you know, start working on subpoenas for Biden. I'm not sure. Again, I didn't read the details of whether I'm assuming it's, it's uh, President Biden's son, Hunter. And again, if something is there and there's something to investigate and and something wrong was done by all means, I don't care whether you're Democrat or Republican, I don't like any of the politicians we have just about right now. But while you're doing that, you have said nothing about continuing to look into the truth of what happened under the Trump administration. Republicans came in and they got the slim majority in the House and they they abandoned or disbanded the January 6th uh, committee. And what bothers me about that is we all watched on TV as as these people climbed, you know, our, our most prestigious institution to climb the walls and and broke in, and and we um, we saw videos of how people who were in the Capitol were 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 under siege. And you are so partisan. And I'm not as partisan. I got to believe there's a certain amount of. You you have to be a certain amount of in a certain way a despicable person, to say that you are simply going to ignore now that now that you're in power, you're no longer going to pursue the truth of what happened that day. You're no longer going to continue this committee that was holding so many people accountable. You know, partisan politics might be based or should be based on ideology. It shouldn't exist at all, but it's based on ideology. But we have transcended that in this atmosphere now to personal hatred, hating you. It's just what what Kevin McCarthy is suggesting in terms of abandoning certain other investigations that, that would sort of open more closets within his own party you know, is, is tantamount to prejudice on any other level hating a group of people because of who they are or what they represent or what they are. So there's no fairness in any of the, anything going on in Washington right now. And the two sides are, are so tit for tat that we, the people who elected them, we're like a sidebar, side thought. They don't really care about get into the business of making our lives better, of helping more of us survive, of helping more of us thrive, of helping more of us realize the American dream. They're just, they just want to get into power so they can beat the crap out of each other and then stand in front of the nation and say, we won. 
that does nothing for any of us irrespective of what party you aligned with. And then, <clears throat> without getting too long here, I'm going to, you know, I, 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 I'm thinking about Mr. George Santos. Now, today, January 11th, the Republican Party in, in New York, in New York State, they all came together and asked for, and to a certain extent, they held a news conference and demanded his resignation. And I think the immediate response from George Santos was, I'm not resigning because I was elected by the people. What hogwash. You know, for him to now say, well, he was elected by the people. Well, you were elected by the people technically, yes, but you told them a complete lie, and they elected the person who you said you were, not who you are. You are someone who, you know, I mean, to talk about your parents being 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 victims of the Holocaust, to talk about you worked at Goldman Sachs. Um, there's this new issue about you went from making fifty something thousand dollars a year to millions of dollars that no one seems to be able or even he be able to account for. There is the 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 Democrats that went and asked for the, the uh, House Ethics Committee to open up an investigation. Um, there's the admissions to the people who voted for him that he lied to them, that he sold. You know, I mean, you go into the store and you buy, you know, your, your dream car is a BMW and you and you do everything you can. You save all your money to buy a BMW and you pay for it, maybe sight unseen because it's a model that's not out yet. And then when you when you go to the store finally and you're all excited, they hand you, I don't know, a Yugo, Right? I mean, it is it is it is a bait and switch that should be illegal, and so he doesn't want to resign. And I guess at this point, if he were playing a chess game, he should not resign because I think um, that makes him even more susceptible to law enforcement or to legal charges. Um, but what happens now? as a member of Congress, do they also shield him from the prosecution in Brazil? Like I said, he's being tried in absenteeism. He has admitted, I saw him on TV, admit about uh, the, the, the crime of stealing a checkbook and using it to buy clothes and shoes. So it is very likely that the Brazilian court will find him guilty of a felony theft. And... And I don't know how much money he spent, so I guess the amount of money you spend also changes the the, the level of, um, of 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 the charges. And again, I also mentioned that there is an existing extradition treaty between Brazil and United States. Now, whenever we have people who commit crimes against Americans or within the United States and flee, we go to countries that have extradition treaties and we ask them to uphold that extradition treaty and let that person come back to the United States to be tried. I think there are probably a few cases going on right now where people are fighting extradition back to the United States. So are we going to be that hypocritical now? If Brazil says we found him guilty with all the evidence given, the fact that he stood on TV in the United States and admitted it, if they find him guilty, should he not be extradited to Brazil to pay for the crime he committed. Yes, he should. So what are we going to show the world as to who we are now? That when we want criminals from your country, we can, you know, we'll, we, you, we, we want you to honor the extradition treaty, 
But when the person comes from ours, we don't. This guy should not be a politician. Well, I don't know. That's that. Let me re- let me retract that because based on what we see in politicians do and how we see them behave and the lies and the and the thievery and the greed and everything else to, that we see in these days, um, he probably should be a politician. But at least he should not have been elected. Um, the basis and the, and the facts that he used or so-called facts at the time to sell himself as a, as a, as a politician for the people were all lies. He, he, it's, it's equal to someone being accepted to a prestigious university and then the university finds out that they lied on the application. It's equal to me going to apply for a job. And now when they investigate me, they find out that I lied completely. Should I not then be terminated? He should be terminated. So as I understand it by the news today, they asked the Speaker McCarthy, well, you know, his opinion on it. And his, one of the things he said was, well, I'm not going to push for his resignation. That's up to New York because he was elected by the people. Oh, stop. You can't just put that in the vacuum. Yes, he was elected by the people under false pretenses. Don't you care about that? Or are you simply saying because you had to have 15 votes to get the job that you're simply not going to, you know, you're living in a glass house now, so you can't throw stones. Then he says that George Santos is still eligible to be on some some committees, um, probably not the most prestigious and the most um, um, effective ones, but still, this man is an example of what sh- we should not be. Look at Look at our history. Look at our forefathers. Look at the fundamentals that and, and, the, and the democracy that we try to tell the world about. Look at the standard we try to set to the world. We, we, we constantly talk about America, the greatest country in the world. What kind of example are we setting when our, the top tier, our, our government, is playing these levels of games, is allowing this amount of dishonesty and, and, and despicable behavior in the ranks of our government, and we still want to have the ability and the right to tell the rest of the world, look at us, we are a shining example of what a country should be. Really? We need to clean house. We need to do this better. And this is an example, George Santos, of someone who should simply be expelled. And if a vote is held in the House of Representatives right now, it should be unanimous to expel him. If 20 conservative Republicans could be so against McCarthy that he had that kind of trouble being elected speaker, it should not be much of an effort to get George Santos out of there. And then he should have to deal with being extradited to Brazil if found guilty. This is not the type of person we want representing us as people. And I say us as people because whether you're Democratic or Republican, once a person takes office, their job there is for the people, by the people. I don't understand how we have become so distracted that we are allowing so many of these things just to slip by. We have let so much go by us in the last two years that politicians are beginning to act with impunity once they get the job. They believe now that there are no consequences coming from the people. When will we have say that we have had enough? that we are going to stand our ground, that we are going to demand excellence or the best of from the people that we elect to be 
uh, our leaders. We've had a lot of controversy over the years, um, and over the last few years, and we have demanded so much. We've demanded it from, from teachers. We've demanded it from police officers. We've demanded it from so many people that they show their best hand when dealing with us in a fair and equal and, 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 and humane manner. Why are we not demanding this from our politicians? These people, the vote that Santos has is part of the votes that make decisions about our lives. He, he, he is a complete fallacy. He falsified everything about himself and tricked everyone who voted for him. Every single person who voted for him should be angry. Unless you're, you're, you, you're okay with dishonesty, with lies. Not just lies, but lies to the level that he went. I mean, you know, like someone said to me the other day, is his name George Santos? We don't know anymore. That's how bad we feel about his behavior. Come on, people. This is a new year. I struggled last year in, 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 a, in a passionate way to ask you to get involved. And I'm asking you to do it again because each and every time I have these conversations and I, and I, and I discuss a new challenge, we, we should recognize that things are getting worse. They're going in the wrong direction. Each time that you hear me come on here and I say, hey, we need to discuss this or this needs to change, it's always something of a bigger magnitude. People are getting bolder at doing the wrong thing. People are no longer hiding it anymore. People are no longer, I mean, you could come out to a news conference and say, I'm elected now. Yes, I lied. We've heard that before. I'm not going to go back there. But the point is, over the last few years, we have begun to accept anything and say it's okay. Sometimes for our own greed. Sometimes because we believe that a person is, is 90% bad, but the 10% that we want to call good is because that 10% supports some ideology of our own. We've got to stop being selfish. We need to look at this, at, at, at each other uh, universally, globally, and really determine what's better for all of our lives. I know it's hard to do because these days we live in a society where selfishness is, is seems to be a, a characteristic that's embraced, that's almost because of the same politicians, selfishness seems to be a characteristic that is almost mandatory to survive in this environment. We need to think about the fact that we have children, that they're going to grow up in an even bigger struggle if we don't do something while we still have breath. Our, our fee for existing on this earth, for breathing this air, should be doing everything we can to be an above-level human being, to be part of a movement that adds benefit to humanity, that adds Fairness, that adds care, that adds empathy, that adds love, and the ability to uplift each other. That's who we are as human beings. We've morphed into something else, but that's who God created us to be, and that's who we should be striving to be every day. Hopefully next week when I come with the next episode, it'll be something a little different, something fresh and something new, unless, of course, Washington gives us something else to talk about that we just have to talk about. Until then... I'm your host, Julian Perry. Again, it's been an honor and pleasure to speak with you once again. This is the 247 Real Talk Podcast. Please, until the next time, do take care of yourselves and each other.